Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode here of On the Fin Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the Fan Sided Network and FinFanatic.com. It is the Dolphins' 53-man roster cutdown day. We've got some news on that. We're a week and a half away from the regular season. Uh, just going back, Paul, to uh, what we were talking about here before, um, Dolphins lost a major uh, figure uh, in their front office. Uh, senior VP of communications there, uh, Jason Jenkins, just 47 years old. Our, our hearts certainly go out to him here tonight uh, as we talk about the Dolphins 53-man roster. Absolutely. I mean, Jason was such a great human being. Uh, they don't make it better than Jason. Uh, I know we got to know him a little bit back before he got the promotion. I remember sending him the congratulations before. Um watching him come up and, and, you know, talk to my parents about the great things that we're doing here and, and how much they're appreciated with the team. I mean, it, it's to being down there in, in Miami and literally having Jason grab us on the way into a room and, and, and talk to us about things. It, you can't say enough good about the guy. You bet. And uh, yeah, we we're, we're, he's certainly on our minds. It was a great, uh, you know, Great tributes all around, uh, but uh, certainly from Dan Campbell, who was with the Dolphins here up until um, up until 2015. Um, so we we continue to, to look at the Dolphins roster and what happened today. Uh, the biggest news coming out of Miami, Byron Jones placed on the PUP list and something that isn't, I, I don't think, a huge shock based on the news that we've been hearing over the last couple of days uh not really a straight answer on when byron was when was going to come back um no it's it's to me this is one of the most five or six most important players on this roster because of the way the dolphins play defense they lock down both sides of the field with byron jones and xavian howard and they they're they're able to be really creative with their other nine players um it's not a huge deal in two of the game two of the first four games against the patriots and the Ravens on paper because they're not strong at receiver, but against the Bengals with Jamar Chase and T Higgins on the outside um, and the Bills with Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, uh, man, not something we wanted to see here, Paul. No, especially with Noah Igbenogany still being on the roster after getting watching him get roasted by second strings, third strings, et cetera. There were a few surprises in the defensive backfield among the cuts. Uh, hopefully we see a Keon Crossan or a Cater Kohu um, getting the nod in place of Noah Igbenogany. 
uh, in those first few weeks at the very least. Yeah. And uh, what I really want to have happen here, I I have two things that I I want to have. Number one, I want the dolphins to put all of their confidence in Keon Crossa to be that cornerback opposite Xavier Howard in the first four games, because look, we saw today with the 53 man roster cuts, you you don't see good cornerbacks get cut teams are, are rostering six, seven cornerbacks at a time. You know, there's Joe Hayden still out there, but he's, you know, look, he's, he's 33 years old, 32 out of 32 NFL teams have agreed that this guy doesn't have it anymore. He's played 12 years in the NFL. And so he's, I'd say even the best option at this point, um, and, you know, we, we thought it'd be the Dolphins just signed Mackenzie Alexander before he got hurt and went on IR. Mackenzie Alexander was one of the best cornerbacks out there. And then he gets on the field and it took us all of about five plays to realize, ah, that's why he's out there because the guy's been in the league for a while. But it's a lot different here, too. Uh, Joe Hayden um, is um, is by Drew Rowe. He's a. a, a represented by drew rosenhaus and he's probably the best option out there and paul uh so he was so paul was was talking about how joe hayden was one of the is probably the best option out there but not just pretty slim pickings out there too. All right. And Paul continues to be frozen there. So I'm just going to keep on going here. Um, We're having some technical difficulties on there tonight here. So let's, uh, let's take a look. Uh, at the news from here, here from today, um, besides Byron Jones, you know, taking a look at, at, at the roster, 50, um, 53 players made the Dolphins roster. One of them was uh, Trey Flowers. And Trey Flowers, yeah, I think a lot of people thought that this guy might be a replacement for Andrew Van Ginkle. Um, and, and I think a, some of that is true, but, but also on that, uh, on that, uh, on the other side of that as well. Um, uh, when you look at Trey flowers at six almost 270 pounds, he doesn't play that, you know, hair on fire outside linebacker position that Andrew Van Ginkle plays. In fact, with the lions and with the Patriots, about 20% of the time he was playing as an interior defensive, uh, defensive lineman. Um, so you know, I, I really think that he's not even a replacement there for Andrew Van Ginkle. I think he's more of a replacement um, for for Adam Butler, who is really on the field a lot on third and fourth down here um, uh, this past year with the Dolphins. So you've got that. Um, another big piece of news, Skylar Thompson stays and I, I really enjoyed listening to what they had to say, what uh, Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel had to say. Was it a tough decision? It was a very flat. No, it was a very easy choice for them. And it should have been, you know, why, why draft Skylar Thompson, see him dominate the preseason, look the part in training camp only to get cut. Uh, so 
I were, we're glad that, that he was kept as well. Um, two players that I don't think we were expecting um, to, to be cut was uh, Lynn Bowden and uh, Solomon Kindley. I'm interested to hear what some people in the chat have to say. I am paying attention to that here uh, today. So, uh, so, but Solomon Kinley uh, is somebody that I, and I said this when Mike McDaniel was hired, I said, Solomon Kinley will never play another down in a Dolphins uniform again uh, during the regular season. Well, then I've really thought, oh, rethought that the past couple of weeks when in preseason, he looked a little bit more nimble and he was, had those eye popping plays. We thought this was going to be the top uh, backup offensive guard. They end up cutting him, keep eight linemen, Greg Little, Mike Dieter, and Robert Jones as those three backup linemen. So um, very impressed by that. I think Paul is back with us here. Paul, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear just fine. Sounds good. What's going on there. But anyway, my apologies. No, can we shock the hell out of me? Um, it's, you, you know, I've had him on my roster for months as making this team and looking at the way I, I want to go back to what you're saying about Byron before real quick looking at the way this roster shook out I don't see the Dolphins being done here right now we have five active corners uh, unless you want to count Eli Campbell as a corner because I know he can slide over there a little bit but right now we have five active quarters corners Xavier Howard Cater Kohu um, Noah Keon and Nick that doesn't sound like that's anywhere close to being finalized at this point in time. Yeah, that's possible. I I'm looking at out there in the free agent market and I am struggling. I keep an eye on all 32 teams who they're cutting players. That might be a little bit of a surprise. Um, one player that, that could be interesting is, uh, is Justin Lane from the Steelers. He's somebody that is a longer type of cornerback and I think that he, you know, he was playing with the Steelers uh, with Joe Hayden. And I think he fits this defense a little bit better. He was a former third round pick out of Michigan state. He got into some off the field trouble last year. I think he had a DWI, but has never really taken that step up. Uh, but really, if you look at just cornerbacks and the Steelers, they haven't had a lot of players that have been incredibly successful uh, there. So he's somebody I'm going to keep an eye out uh, as we continue to go along. But Paul, um, Looking at the Dolphins 53-man roster, um, Lynn Bowden also gets the axe. The Dolphins couldn't find a trade partner for Lynn Bowden for Preston Williams. They end up keeping five receivers, Hill, Waddle, Cedric Wilson, Eric Ezukama, and Trent Shurfield, notably for special teams. Um, thoughts? I'm a little intrigued. I thought we'd keep at least six receivers. Uh, yeah, that – Lynn Bowden getting cut shocked me a little bit just based on the way they were utilizing him in the preseason, based on the um, rapport he seemed to have with Tua, with Teddy, with Skyler. Uh, I wasn't shocked by Preston Williams getting cut. Devontae Dedman kind of seemed like he was going to be, even though I did like him. Braylon Sanders made a little bit of waves, but I didn't expect him to make it. And Muhammad Sanu was another one that I didn't expect to. I, I am surprised that with them only keeping five that neither Craycraft or Bowden made the roster. But again, you know, like, see yeah, harder. 
yeah, we'll, we'll get to the tight ends in a second. And yeah, it started looking toward the end after Bowden and Williams were cut that it was going to be come down to the wire between Craycraft and Braylon Sanders. And that was fascinating to see both end up getting cut. Uh, I would love to see both of, both of them back on the practice squad. It's obvious two has got a good rapport with Craycraft. Yeah, he, he caught a lot of passes the other night, can play special teams, has experience in McDaniel's offense. And, you know, they, the, as far as the practice squad, which will start to be put together tomorrow at 4 Eastern time, you can get 16 players, six of them. It doesn't matter that they have longer than two acquired seasons, which River River Craycraft has in the NFL. So there's that. And I really want Braylon Sanders back on the practice squad. But given, you know, in college, he couldn't stay healthy, but he did have that lethal deep speed. Averaged over 23 yards a catch in college. Showed some of that in the preseason. Teams that are in need of a deep threat. I don't know if he gets back on the practice squad for the Dolphins tomorrow, but I, I really hope that he does. Yeah, and, and given some of the Dolphins receiver cuts and you look around the league, and I hate to say it, but teams like the Patriots that are almost barren at wide receiver um, in their top four even, and a number of others, I, I don't expect somebody like Lynn Bowden uh, or Braylon Sanders to not get pulled in for at least a try somewhere. Um, Preston Williams will probably end up getting a shot with somebody else. Have fun with that. But no, it's, it's, it almost, it almost starts to feel looking at the five tight ends here that they may move Gasicki more to that hybrid receiver than we saw in the preseason because they didn't like the way things worked out. Or I hate to say it, but they may be looking to move Kasicki. Um, th- that's a possibility. I mean, it, this is what I said too: is that when it comes to Kasicki, I could stomach getting a second rounder for him. Anything less, no, thank you, because you're going to get a compensatory pick in a couple of years for him. That's probably going to be a third or fourth rounder anyway. Mm-hmm. So. I don't see a team giving up a first rounder for him. Maybe not even a second rounder given it's his contract year. Um, and then from that point, if you're telling me that Kasicki's only on the field 20 or 25 plays a game with the receiving skills that he brings, I wouldn't take less than a second rounder for him. Um, I hope they can get this worked out. But as far as five tight ends, uh, I'm thinking that that Tanner Connorpaul when you look at what he brings to the table, you know, 230 pounds, developmental tight end from Ohio, from Idaho State, 448 in the 40. Um, guy, we were really excited to get in and was, um, I think it was a really famous either lacrosse player or hurdler. I couldn't, I can't remember which one, but anyway, um, Tanner Connor, they could be looking at him and saying, hey, maybe he can take over some of Gasecki's role here in 2023 if we can keep him on the roster it's possible i mean he was a guy that popped a little bit early in the preseason uh he he was exciting to watch now seathan carter however I, I i don't get that at all um and that that's keeping seathan carter feels like we're moving on from somebody i, I don't know because uh, the thing with uh when i look at the tight end room here is you've got kasicki as that split tight end and you got Tanner Connor backing him up. You've got Durham Smythe as your, as your inline blocking tight end. You've got Hunter Long somewhere behind him 
hopefully continues to play better. Then you got Seathan Carter, who can does none of that well. Well, no, but he plays special teams. He plays more on the line, and he's your backup fullback too. And we saw a lot of that in the final preseason game. So I, I can see that. I, I mean, I, I don't think he does anything special, but I like what Lynn Bowden would do at tight end more than I like what Seathan Carter would. And I'd use Christian Wilkins as my backup fullback. Well, I, I would have rather kept Lynn Bowden uh, than, than kept Seathan Carter, uh, all things considered, for, for a roster spot. But I will tell you one thing that does excite me a little bit, too. Does this mean that Tyree Kill and J- or Jalen Waddle or a combination of them two are going to return punts? I think it's highly possible, but it scares the hell out of me with only five receivers on the roster. See, it doesn't for me because, um, look, they're out there. They're going to be out there on offense 60 or 70 snaps a game. I don't care about a couple of more returning punts. And if you're going to get winded returning punts, it means because you ran it 20 or 30 yards or took it to the house. I'm not worried about them being winded on the first playback. I would much rather have one of them out there than Lynn Bowden. Uh, so that's the exciting part for me. And then as far as kick returner, well, maybe you see before, re- before we move on there though, it's not about being winded. Um, I mean, it, it's, I've got to go through all this USA football certification stuff every year. Um, and it, it's more so about as a wide receiver, you're very limited in the number of literally straight on impact hits. As far as that goes, neither one of these guys is a, is a huge well-built receiver that's, you know, designed for over and over straight on head up impact hits punt and kickoff are, are where they're starting to get away from a lot of stuff because of the direct nature of the head on impact hits that you have from as a returner. And so it's not, for me, it's not about getting winded. It's literally, you're putting them in a far more breakable situation uh, as, as far as punt returner goes. That's where, you know, Lynn Bowden gets hurt. I hate to say it. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. It doesn't devastate your roster. Jalen Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill getting hurt from, from that head-on impact, which is a lot more brutal than, you know, 10, 20, 30 snaps playing wide receiver when you take that. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. One, that's where I start to get a little eh about it. I, yeah, I can see your point there. Um, I would also say that if you've got Hill and Waddle back there, first of all, you better you, you better learn to fair catch quite often uh, if, if you're going to be back there. But number two, I'd say this too, is that I, I, I don't see them cutting up field and taking a lot of big hits. I, I, I think either it's there or it's not there. They're going to run out of bounds a lot. So I, I'm still, yeah, there's more injury risk, but you get the ball in both of their hands in space. And you could, if you see Tyree Kale back there and you're punting to them, I guarantee you see a lot of shank punts too. So I'm, I'm a little bit more open to that than you are. Uh, and as far as kick returns, I agree with you. Don't put them on kick returns at all because that's, that's a lot more dangerous. And in, in addition to that, but you know, put, I say put Moster to put Edmonds back there uh, on kick returns. 
hey, look, how, how many, how many are, are touchbacks anyway? What? I don't know the percentage, but I got to think what 70 to 80% of them are touchbacks. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, I just, it's baff. It's a little surprising to me just because, you know, all it take is one, all it takes is one misjudged um, non-fair catch and Tyreek Hill getting missled. And now you're down to four wide receivers. Um, you're down to Wilson, Waddle, Ezekama, and Sherfield. Yeah. It uh, doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah, and uh, Dolphin316, what's up? And uh, Chad said, uh, uh, Igbenogany returning punts. Yeah, he's done that a few times. I wasn't very impressed. That That's a possibility, too. No no doubt about it. Because I want Igben- Igbenogany to return his access card for the building. Well, I mean... <laughs> It's I, I I'm just struggling to see who else is going to return kicks because, I mean, do you trust Dick Benogany with anything right now? But no. you know he he has he's to my knowledge he's never fumbled a kick or a punt. Uh, he hasn't gotten that many opportunities. He can do Dude, it. Preston Williams, one of them. Yeah, him returning punts at six five two two thirty was always stupid. And um, anyway, well, that's the thing too, we only have five <laughs> corners. We only have five active corners right now. So, and one of them is Cater Kohu. Great job, kid. Uh, I, I think he's looked very, very impressive the last couple of weeks. Um, Cater Kohu and Tanner Connor, the two Dolphins undrafted free agents to make the roster. Um, no Kellen Deesh, no Blaze Andres, no Veron McKinley. Maybe they get back on the practice squad. We'll see tomorrow at 3 p.m. Um, so, you know, and, do you think the Dolphins are going to keep eight offensive linemen only, or you think they're going to try to add somebody else tomorrow too? I think they'll, they'll that's a weird thing for me. Is I, I see several positions where I feel like we need to add something to the room. Uh, I know Brandeis was a big fan of, of uh, the center position, but I just, yeah, we, we kept five tight ends. We've got as many tight ends as wide receivers and Brandon Gasicki's a big slot or whatever. That's not how they're using him right now. Um, we only kept five corners right now. And, and we have five tight ends. Yeah. I, I like that they're not just saying we're keeping this amount of players at these, this, these positions. And, again, I'll say at cornerback, you're going to find a bunch of Quincy Wilsons out there on the, on the open market, a bunch of veterans – who aren't good enough. That's what you're going to find. You're going to find Quincy Williams. You're going to find Mackenzie Alexander. Those are the types of guys that you are going to find. You know, there's maybe you get lucky with, with somebody else. Um, but I, I'm not, I'm not hopeful. I think this is kind of what you have and, and, and you've got to do the best with it. Um, again, I'm keeping an eye out for a guy like Justin Lane from the Steelers. I don't see a lot of other names out there. AJ Parker from the lions is more of a slot guy. He was cut today. I didn't really expect that. So he's somebody that if you're keeping Needham on the outside, then you may want to take a look at to help you in the slot. But I hope Needham stays in the slot and the Dolphins do the best they can here with Keon Crossing on the outside. I'm just laughing because you said you like that they're not keeping a specific number, but, you know, they're actually, they did a really good job of balancing this roster. Five wide receivers, five tight ends, five corners, five safeties, Five off-ball linebackers. Uh, let's see here. One, two, three. 
only four pass well i know five edge players oh only four interior defense yeah yeah four defensive tackles wilkins davis sealer and jenkins um, five safeties so yeah 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 there were specifically five you're right but Rarely, this is five, 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 five. Yeah, but it also, too, rarely do you keep five tight ends. Uh, nobody, I mean, I'm not gonna say nobody, but almost <laughs> nobody keeps five tight ends, and just about every team keeps more than five wide receivers, uh, and more than five cornerbacks. So, I, I like that they didn't say six cornerbacks, three tight ends, six or seven receivers, like most teams do. So, I, I do like that, and I think. I think this is kind of what you're seeing here in the Dolphins 53 man roster heading into week one. Shake actually had a really good point in chat. The Raiders did move on from their former first round pick recently, Alex Leatherwood today. Yes, they did. And shocking. I mean, I, I heard some whispers about that, but I thought that's ridiculous. They flat out cut him after one year. We were making fun of him on the show live when it happened. I think everybody else was too. That was, but 17th overall, and what's a bigger joke is you look at their last six six first round picks. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. You've got Alex Leather. Uh, well, Alex Leatherwood, um, Cleland Farrell, who has been a fourth overall pick, complete bust. Josh Jacobs has been pretty good, but they declined the fifth year option. Uh, Jonathan uh, Abram, the safety slash linebacker. Um, they are they declined his fifth year option. Henry Ruggs is in jail and Damon Arnett uh, is never going to play in the NFL again. That's your six first round picks from the Raiders over three years. Ooh, that's bad. <laughs> and they were bad at the time too. So well, even Mike Mayock with the Leatherwood one though, that was, that was a certain special kind of bad. Cause even when they were interviewing him on NFL network after the fact, he literally came out and he's like, well, you know, there are other guys that are bigger splashes, but He's kind of the nice little level one that he may not have that high ceiling, but he, he he's he's NFL ready at an okay level. Like that's what I want to hear from my GM about my first round offensive tackle. He's okay-ish, but he's ready to play right away. It, it breaks my heart with Mike Mayock because he was probably my favorite NFL character on TV uh, with, with path to the draft. I loved him. Um, I think it was where they made him a GM. It was horrible. Well, I, I mean, he definitely was a bad GM. I, I, I really think he went to the Raiders and that those all looked like John Gruden draft picks. And then Mayock had to go out there and clean up the mess. I mean, he was, he was terrible. He was terrible with the Raiders drafting before and with the Bucks. So yeah, he's gone today. Um, not too many shockers. Uh, uh, CJ uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson traded for a fifth and a six round pick. What are the saints doing? Like, I mean, I, I thought the whole point for the saints, why they're stockpiling picks to get, they basically traded it, w- what came to be almost an entire year of draft picks for Chris Olave. I thought the whole point was for them to win this year. And then they trade CJ Gardner Johnson because they're going to lose him after the year for a fifth and a six rounder. Uh, I mean, that is a special kind of stupid. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. It's, it's, there's a lot of interesting ones. I mean, a couple of guys that we haven't talked about yet, the Miami cut that I did like um, Elijah Hamilton, I think could still add value to this roster, given the, the lack of depth at the corner position. I thought Darius Hodge had a heck of a preseason uh, as well as Ben Stilley. Uh, but I think the writing was on the wall when the Dolphins signed Trey flowers. I know we already touched on Solomon Kinley. Um, 
Larnell Coleman was one that I know we went back and forth on for the roster. And one guy I really hope ends up on the Dolphins practice squad is Zaquandre White. Uh, His little tip-tap dancing touchdown two weeks ago, followed by literally the entire team celebrating him in a way I haven't seen them do before. Uh, I'm hoping he could find a way to get back here and, and make my prediction for next year correct. Yes, absolutely. Um, so let's just recap the roster real quick. They kept three quarterbacks, two of Bridgewater, Skylar Thompson. Uh, I think everyone's pumped. They kept Skylar. Five running backs, um, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin, Savon Ahmed, fullback Alec Ingold, wide receivers, Hill, Waddle, Wilson, Ezekama, and Trent Sherfield. Tight ends, five as well, Gesicki, Smythe, Long, Seathan Carter, Tanner, Connor. Offensive line, eight, Armstead, Eichenberg, Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, Austin Jackson, Greg Little is your swing man. I really like that they kept him. Michael Dieter, Robert Jones are your seventh and your eighth. Uh, At the edge, you got five, Agba, Jalen Phillips. um, uh, Let's see here. uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, Trey Flowers, and Melvin Ingram. Uh, defensive tackle, Wilkins, Davis, Sealer, and John Jenkins beats out Benito Jones and Ben Stilley. Off-ball linebackers, five, Baker, Roberts, Tyndall, Duke Riley, and Egwavon. Cornerbacks, Howard, Needham, Cross, and Igbenogany, and Kohu. Safeties, Holland, Jones, Eric Rowe, Elijah Campbell, and Clayton Fedulum sticks one more year. I, I, I mean, I, I always... I've always predicted Fedulum and Seath and Carter staying because they play special teams and the team has given them a lot of money. They, they gave Clayton Fedulum 1 million guaranteed this year. He stays for another year. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying he should. I don't think a lot of people like that, but um, yeah. And then Sanders, Morstead and, and Ferguson, that's your Dolphins 53. But Paul, I want to go back to, kind of what you said before we, we, we get off here. Um, so tomorrow the dolphins can sign 16 players to their practice squad. I came up with a list of 12 guys that were cut here today. Um, and that I would like to see back on the practice squad, or I would at least entertain the idea of them being back on the practice squad. Um, and uh, you also mentioned a, a couple of other players. A few players that went to injured reserve will not play this year. Dolphins did not cut them, though. Brennan Scarlett, Darius Hodge, Calvin Munson, D'Angelo Ross are all, all on injured reserve. So they're off the 53, not necessarily cut. I had 12 guys, and I don't think Solomon Kinley is going to make it back to the Dolphins practice squad. They could keep him because you can keep anybody. I think for a power-running team, Solomon Kinley is going to be somebody that, that, that teams are going to want. Yeah. I think, I think uh, Kinley and Preston Williams are both going to end up signing somewhere, whether Preston ends up getting cut again or not. Um, You know, and and I saw somebody bring up Sam Eglavon in chat. Sam Eglavon earned his spot this preseason. He he really, truly did. He made a ton of plays. Every time he turned around, he was sacking somebody, recovering a fumble. Uh, I believe he had a touchdown in the first game. Um, he was just all over the place and, and, and just making his presence felt, which you want to feel you want to have that with your linebackers. Yeah. And Sam Eguan, believe it or not, it's almost 30 now. Uh, and he's still sticking around. This is going to be his fourth year with the dolphins. And 
yeah, I mean, he's somebody that plays special teams. He he's a good blitzer. He makes, yeah, he makes plays. I mean, I think he thought he was very deserving of that. I thought it was going to be between him and Calvin Munson, who was strictly a special teamer that ended up not taking place. I think Aguavon offers more on a down by down basis anyway. So he does stick around. Um, the 12 guys I had here. And well, first of all, I'm going to actually, I'm going to say 11 because I don't think Solomon Kinley, Lynn Bowden and Preston Williams are going to make it back to the Dolphins practice squad. I think they're going to be taken by other teams. Yeah. Um, so if we can agree on that, I've got 11. Number one is Cameron. Good. I, I really want him back on the team. He was squeezed out one of the Dolphins four draft picks. I thought he looked really good in the preseason and he's also a really good athlete, especially in space. I thought he brought kind of a, a little different kind of more of, of a finesse dimension, I guess you could say that the other edge players didn't necessarily bring kind of more in a Van Ginkle mode, but not nearly as violent as Van Ginkle. I hope he comes back. Um, number two is Braylon Sanders. The, I mean, I think he's one of the more talented players that the Dolphins cut here today. Undrafted free agent, definitely made some plays, certainly a deep threat. Um, and then uh, Larnell Coleman, understand why he was cut. I hope he makes it through and gets back on the practice squad. He was a complete mess coming out of UMass on tape. Just, I mean, it was almost, it was almost like he was playing rugby at UMass with how he was blocking. I'm not, I, I, he made a lot of mistakes, not saying he was great, but I do think physically I'm hoping he gets another year in the Dolphins organization. Those are my top three guys, good Sanders and, and Coleman. I hope come back. Any of those three that you just, you're just kind of done with. Um, no, but it's, uh, you know, I, I also hope still he ends up back on the practice squad. Um, I hope DeAndre Johnson, cause there were a few things I liked from him. I mean, I think our practice squad squad could end up being very defensively focused. I mean, Sheldrick, what red wines, another one, but he may catch on somewhere. Um, yeah, I'm really bummed about Eli Hamilton. Really? Yeah. Eli Ham Eli Hamilton. I see. I thought he was terrible in pre 33. I, I guess physically he had some tools, but yeah. I mean, it developmentally at least he showed some more promise than Igben Agony has so far. Like that's not a tough bar to clear there, but yeah. Apparently I, it is. I still think Igbenogany is even better than he. I, I I thought he was terrible in preseason, but he's got the physical tools that, yeah, maybe you maybe you look at developing that in your practice squad. I I personally would leave him off. Um, ben Stilley, I hope makes his way back. That's my fourth guy, as far as the non-veterans that I hope get back on. Benito Jones is eligible because he's only got one cured season. He played six games in 2020. Um, I thought there was a time where I thought he might beat out John Jenkins toward the end. Um, he played really well in his last two preseason games. It started showing like he was fighting for a roster spot. As uh, a, a right, I'm with you. I probably don't, I'm not as high on him as you, but um, yeah, I, I certainly think there's something to work with there. And then I go back and forth on, on Kellen Deesh. He showed nothing in the preseason, really thin, um, He's got some natural pass protection skills. I wonder if you want to spend some time with that, see if you can bulk him up. I just think he might be too skinny, though. Well, when with, with the strength and conditioning guys they have in the NFL, that's an ideal place for him is on that practice squad. Um, you know, they, with all the dietary stuff they've got, you know, you, you remember being in the lunchroom down there and, and seeing just 
the way they weighed everybody before and after each practice and had what to drink and eat to get your weight back up to normal right away and then or to lose a couple like it was crazy to me and, and the resources they have and the weight the weight facilities they have and strength and conditioning guys they have if the only thing he needs to do is bulk up to and he's already got the technique that's probably the easiest thing you can do with a player because you know where you get somebody to with that as opposed to if they can actually learn the technique and, and apply it yeah it's um i think the technique is there he may be so skinny though it might it might not even be an adding bulk type of thing that that's how that's how thin he is i mean he he may need to put on 30 or 40 pounds and i'm not joking i don't know if you can get away with that uh, in the chat uh, too and yes i want a couple of veterans back on the practice squad too um porter gustin um is somebody that is has two or three accurate seasons so he would be one of those six veterans um and River Craycraft, absolutely. I think he should be back on. Somebody you can call up. Um, Muhammad Sanu, why not? I mean, somebody that if you're just carrying five receivers on the roster, bringing him up for three games, he's a pro's pro, good route runner. Maybe you bring him too. And um, Adam Pankey, uh, who seemingly will never go away. But when he gets on the field, you don't hear his name very often. And that's a good thing from somebody that's being cross-trained at center guard and tackle. So I think he ends up finding his way back onto the roster too, or back onto the practice squad. Speaking of offensive linemen, by the way, Kat, uh, in, in, in other major trade news today, Brian Flores was reunited with Jesse Davis uh, in, out in Pittsburgh. I saw that for a conditional seventh rounder. I just picture Brian Flores walking in um, to the front office and saying, hey, do you know who's played really good football for us? Over the last three years, Jesse Davis. I mean, <laughs> I just he's played he's played about as well as former first round pick Alex Leatherwood. I would t- I would take. Le- I mean, see, at least Leatherwood only stunk for a year. And uh, look, I I I felt bad for Jesse Davis. I thought to to have him as your starting tackle for what three years here for the Dolphins, it felt like for longer than that. I mean, God, good God, um, yeah. But uh, let's let's see a few other, a few other comments here from Chad. I'm taking a look here. Justice uh, for Vernon McKinley. Oh, oh! Thank you for bringing up uh, Grandizer uh, uh, Vernon McKinley. I want him back too. I I guess I got kind of lazy toward the end here when I got to the bottom. But McKinley, I think they and I've already heard it's already been reported that they definitely want him back. And um, he may not be big or fast enough for for teams to be falling all over themselves. And he's got that good relationship with Javon Holland. I think he ends up back on the practice squad. So I'm going to put him on there too. So it's, you know, it's, it's complimentary that the dolphins have on my list, 10 to 12 players, or even if you can even get up to 15, if you count Bowden, Kindley and Preston Williams, who I would welcome back um, that, you know, would fill out your practice squad. I don't think we've said that in previous seasons. So that's good. I also heard Donovan West, um, mentioned in the chat too, the center, he was cut today from the 49ers. And I, I know Paul likes him more than I do. Um, two guys that, and Paul can speak to him about Donovan West, two guys that were cut from the 49ers that I'm looking at are Jason Poe, a guard from Mercer who almost made their roster six, one, 300 pounds has some mobility at guard. He could be interesting. And Justin school who's who started 12 games for the 49ers at tackle 
in 2019 and 2020. Somebody who also could be that ninth Dolphins lineman. Uh, Alex Lindstrom was cut from the Cowboys and he almost made that roster was Matt Applebaum center at Boston college. Um, two guys I was shocked were cut today though. Um, Armand Watts, the defensive tackle from the Vikings. I would cut John Jenkins and sign him all day at D tackle had six sacks last or five sacks last year for the Vikings. They moved from a four, three to more of a three, four, not a good fit. They ended up cutting him. He's going to be a hot name tomorrow. Tyler Johnson from the Bucks, who is a big star at the University of Minnesota. <coughs> Very big surprise. He was cut, too. I don't think Dolphins go after him because they're stacked at receiver, but he's going to be signed by someone tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, Paul, uh, really anybody else jump out for you? Not really. I mean, it's a little different this year with us being stacked like we are. I think the trade market's going to be where it's at. And I'm very interested to see if Miami does something in that regard. Because it's, it's, we definitely need another corner. Uh, we could use another wide receiver. Um, we got too many tight ends. And I believe Teddy Bridgewater's trade number would be a $2 million cap hit if he were traded. And we have, we have no other option other than to keep him at this point or trade him. And I might be in favor of it. Uh, Jag Pack 18 in chat said, is, is Leatherwood at 17 worse than Austin Jackson at 18? Shockingly, yes. I mean, and those are those are heavy words, but that's a good question. Um, and Shake, it was great to meet you on the, on the uh, tailgate chat the other night, too. I, I actually called in there uh, late at night. And uh, yeah, there, yeah it, it, it can get a little bit rowdy in there. We're going to be on the tailgate tomorrow. Be sure to join us at, at 8 Central, 9 Eastern on that. But yeah, I, I was... <sighs> I went down the Skylar Thompson route. Everyone's so passionate about Skylar Thompson after the preseason game. They should be, but look, I'm, I'm not entertaining conversation about how they're going to cut Teddy Bridgewater and how Skylar Thompson's in some sort of competition with Tua. That's not reality. I deal in reality. Some people don't. So yeah, uh, I wouldn't say competition with Tua, but I did see more out of him that I liked than Teddy this preseason. Oh, that's fair to say. I, I'm totally okay with that. Bridgewater is not getting cut. And if Tua goes down, at least early in the season, Bridgewater is your quarterback. If we could agree on those two things, say whatever you want about Skylar Thompson. And I am elated to have him back on the roster today. But yeah, know. I mean, and I think the big thing there is even if it's close, it's Skylar's got more of a ceiling at this point. We know who Teddy is. Absolutely. Um, well, hey, everyone, thanks for joining us here tonight. And we're going to start really cranking this into high gear. Next week, we're going to try to get to two or three shows a week with the opponent preview, our preview of the game, as well as the recap on a Sunday night after the game is concluded. So, and then after that, after about four months of that, we've got draft season. We're going to keep plugging along there, and we hope you can be part of us or be part of that journey with us here over the next, gosh, eight, nine months. And uh, thanks for joining us and dealing with our technical difficulties earlier. We got those squared away. I'm Brian Cat NFL on Twitter. Paul is fanatic underscore pick. That's fanatic with a PH. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the fan sided network and finfanatic.com. If it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.